everybody, it's Dr. Jenny, and I want to take just a minute and thank you for tuning into my Health Hacks podcast this week. This week, we are going to be talking about a marker called uric acid. And what in the world is uric acid, and why should you care about that? So I'm, I'm going to tell you. So the first thing that I want you to know is that in a lot of cases, the, the way that I get ideas for what to talk about in my podcast and write about in my blog is because something keeps coming into my office or I see something again and again and again. And I feel like it's God's way of telling me like, you need to bring this up with, with people because it's something that a lot of people are dealing with. And so I, I felt like that. I, I saw this scenario playing out many times over in the last few weeks. And I wanted to sort of lay it out and tell you why you should care about your uric acid levels. The, the first thing you need to know is that it's not standard on uh, lab work. So if you go to your doctor and say, I want my yearly labs, they'll do a CBC, a, a metabolic panel, and a lipid panel, most likely. They're not going to put anything else on there because insurance isn't going to cover it, and that's not how they're thinking. That's what they do. But in, in the functional medicine world, we go, well, what are things we need to keep dibs on? And one of those things that is standard on my panel that I've created over the years of doing this is uric acid. And let me tell you why. The, the first reason is because it is a marker for something called gout. Now, some of you listening to me have had gout and you never, ever want to have it again. Or you've seen somebody have gout. And if you ask them, hey, do you ever want that again? They'll say, no, it's horrible. And the reason it's horrible is because gout is a buildup of uric acid and uric acid forms these little crystals that are like glass and they stick into your, your joints and they, they deposit in the joints and they cause a lot of pain. Now, if you walk into the if you walk into the doctor's office and say, hey, my big toe hurts, it feels kind of hot, it's throbbing, then they'll run your uric acid levels because that falls into the, you know, what they normally characteristically will see when someone has gout. But it doesn't always have to be like that. Sometimes the pain isn't in your big toe. Sometimes it's very diffuse all over your body like fibromyalgia. I actually see a lot of people who have been told and diagnosed with fibromyalgia. They're told they have it. They, you know, oh, undescriptive joint and muscle pain. It hurts. What's that? Oh, we'll call it fibromyalgia. And so, but so many times I, when I unpack this with someone, we find out, Hey, they have a lot of joint pain. And by the way, they have this, this uric acid level that is elevated. And if you've been listening to me for a while, you'll know that elevated is a relative term. If you're just concerned about functional ranges on a lab, like meaning that what the lab tells you is the quote unquote range, then it, it takes quite a bit for you to get, you know, diagnosed with elevated uric acid levels. But if you're looking at them functionally, there's a little tighter range. So meaning that maybe they're not going to diagnose you until you get to say an eight on the uric acid levels as having gout where they can give you this medicine that lowers your uric acid levels. But really women start to feel the effects of this buildup 
when, when that uric acid level gets to about 5.5. Men, it's a little higher. They, they tend to be okay up to about six. And then they start to get this like low grade aching. And the higher that uric acid level goes, the worse the problem is. So that's why you should care about uric acid because it, it makes you hurt like really bad. It, it makes, it's like having glass deposited in your joints. So Okay, that's that, that's the thing. And then we want to look at it, like I said, from a functional range. We don't want to wait until it's so high that our big toe is throbbing and we have to get on a prescription medication to lower the lower the levels of uric acid. We, we would like to know, like, hey, is this, you know, elevated so that it's causing this low-grade pain all over my body? Because that I don't want that. And I, I want to be able to fix that. So that's the, that that's kind of the story with, with uric acid. So what causes uric acid levels to go high in the first place? Why would we start feeling like that? Okay. So every single one of the cases that I was telling you about over the last few weeks that's come to see me with the high levels of uric acid, every single one of them has been on a, on a low dose aspirin recommended by either a cardiologist or their primary care doctor for whatever reason to reduce their risk of cardiovascular events like um, blood clots or stroke or whatever. So aspirin does have a blood thinning effect, but there's a cost to that. It Aspirin is hard on the lining of the stomach. So, okay, you may be able to thin your blood, but you're, you're also wreaking havoc on the, the digestive system potentially. And then number two, could you, another question I always ask is, could we achieve the same thing by, by doing something else that doesn't ha have that issue where it's very hard in the, the digestive tract? Like, could we use a therapeutic dose of fish oil? Yep, we sure can. Could we change our diet, eat anti-inflammatory, um, an anti-inflammatory diet where we're focusing on a ton of vegetables, some fruit, some healthy proteins. We get rid of the seed oils. We get rid of the sugar and the grains. Yep, we can do that too. The, the, the other thing that's important to note is that um, aspirin, in addition to causing that GI bleed issue, raises uric acid levels. So... <laughs> If you're, you've got that gouty type situation where your uric acid levels, whether they're elevated to the, you know, diagnostic levels to be considered gout or just a little bit functionally high causing this joint pain, you know, that, that, that's just a matter of degree. But what you've got is that the aspirin itself does raise uric acid levels. So, you know, can, can you change that? Is there a way to have a communication with the person that told you to take that, the doctor that, that told you to take that and say, Hey, you know, I'm, I, I of course I don't want to raise my risk of, um, you know, having sticky platelets or clots or, um, cardiovascular events, but I also don't want to feel like this. So, you know, could I do the anti-inflammatory diet and can I change the, the way that I'm eating and can I take some therapeutic fish oil? Um, so, so that's one thing. And then a, a couple other things. If you notice that you're running a little high on that, you can limit your um, intake of red meats and red wines. Those are the two um, kind of quintessential things that will raise 
uric acid levels. So, um, you know, a lot of the people I see are health conscious and so they're not drinking a bunch of red wine. That one doesn't apply. And normally I think healthy grass fed red meat is, can, can be good for most people. But if, if you're battling this right now and it's causing a lot of pain, you might want to step back from the, the red meat. And that, that's how I advise, like, this isn't a forever thing, but until we get this fire under control, that is really causing you a lot of discomfort and joint pain. Let's, let's back that up, you know, have that conversation with your provider about the aspirin, if that applies to you, cut back on the red meat and the red wine, and then also on fruit consumption. And you're thinking, what? I thought fruit was good for me in limited amounts. As long as blood sugar is well controlled, fruit is fine for most people, but it's when you have these high levels of uric acid, the fructose, which is the specific type of sugar found in fruit, as opposed to say sucrose, which is table sugar or different other types of sugars, but specifically fructose or fruit sugar raises uric acid levels. So again, we take a step back, we go, okay, for the next two or three weeks, I'm going to cut out the fruit. I'm just going to focus on vegetables because every nutrient that you can get in a fruit is available in a vegetable without the sugar, without the fructose. So unpacking that, looking at that, changing that up, and then using something called tart cherry juice. It's actually, you can get it as a drink. You can get it as a, um, in a supplemental form, like a chewable or a capsule or whatever, but a, a little bit of that every day that has been shown. There's some clinical studies that, um, demonstrate the effectiveness of using, um, tart cherry juice to lower uric acid levels. So those are the things that I do when I find this high on, on a test and they, they've been tremendously successful. And what's really important is they make people feel better. They make them not hurt which is a huge win because when you hurt, you're not motivated to do other good things to, to build up your health, like eat good things and exercise and move your body. And, um, you can't sleep all, all these things. So th that's a huge win. So I just wanted to take a minute, explain that, um, what is uric acid and why you should care about it? What to do if yours is high? And then just, you know, hey, if you have a question about that, reach out to me. If you visit our website, which is thrivecfh.com, there is a um, functional medicine portion of that website. And you can just click on there to schedule a free um, discovery call where if you have questions, I can call you. It, it's also in the link to this podcast. Um, I put the the invite. So you can, um, if you want to get on my calendar and check that out, I I'm happy to talk you through that answer a question. If you have it, um, listen to you, see if I can help. If you need this particular lab or a set of labs done or something like that, I'll step you through what that looks like. Because I, I find that starting with a good evaluation of what your true problems are is the best way to start really honing in on, you know, what's going on and what you can do to, um, to make yourself feel better. So I thank you for listening and um, have a great day.